of things like he closes his eyes and just like the all the colors and the sounds and the shapes like go crazy in his head that is how i feel when i play music and when i listen to music that resonates with me like for example any any cello song puts me in that state i could close my eyes and just be like oh my gosh this is the most amazing sound like it just I don't even know how to accurately explain why it resonates. It just does. It just strikes a chord. No pun intended. But anyway, um, I guess for me, it was definitely something I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. Soon, my everyone, and welcome to Living in the Limelight. I'm your host, Jay Huller. As a quick reminder, please follow us on Instagram at Living in the Limelight Show, and check out our website at livinginthelimelight.com. And of course, you can find our podcasts through all the major streaming services, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Check us out also on YouTube at Living in the Limelight Podcast. Each week, we feature a conversation with a different artist where we delve into what makes them tick, and sometimes we get pro tips on pursuing a career as an artist. If you are a performer or know someone who is and would like to be considered for our show, check out the questionnaire at livinginthelimelight.com, and thanks so much for listening. Jennifer Barger is a singer-songwriter from Canton, Georgia. Inspired by many artists and many things in life, her original music and style of writing falls into the genres of folk, Americana, and easy listening. In 2014, she officially began her music journey and over the years has performed at venues all over North Georgia and beyond. She loves writing music, getting in the studio to record, and collaborating with other local artists. Jennifer has always had music in her life, and she hopes her art brings joy to every listener's ears. Let's welcome Jennifer Barger to the program. Hello. Hello, is this Jennifer? Yes. Hey, welcome to Living in the Limelight. Thank you. Hello. It's so awesome to talk to you. How has your been day? Yeah. How's your day been? It's been it's been good. I felt kind of backwards today and like couldn't get on top of things, but I did achieve some small <laughs> victories, so I guess it wasn't a waste. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I've I found that life is all about lists and the, the lists oh, will yeah. always be there, but if you can check some things off, it's been a success. Oh, yeah. It took me quite a while to accept that if I only checked one thing off, that was okay. <laughs> I did not have to check all 20 things off or, you know, however long or short you make your list. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I would love to just do a deep dive into you as an artist, as a uh, explore your music, explore your origins, you know, just anything and everything about you so we can get a really good picture. So um, do you want to take us back as far as you can remember where... Um, singing and music and uh, instruments and all that kind of stuff was kind of a part of your life? Yes, definitely. Um, so, okay, cool. <laughs> well, music for me has always been a very much an important thing or something that I was interested in. Um, my mom always says that when I was a toddler, like I sang before I talked and danced before I walked. So it was always something kind of from the beginning. Um, I did take dance classes when I was really little and we started that. I mean, I was probably three or four and up into my teens, um, I danced and kind of mixed in there. You know, I was taking piano lessons and then started guitar lessons between the ages of like eight to 12 is when I started and Mm -hmm. still pursued those lessons. Um, So there's always just like an interest, but it really, I guess, hit me, if you will. Um, Probably when I was about 10 or 11, my sister, one of my oldest sisters was playing the piano and she started harmonizing with another sister. And it was, so beautiful and a mesmerizing thing to witness. Uh-huh. 
um, just their vocal harmony. And it just like hit me there. Like, I want to do that with my voice. I want to sing <laughs> and make music that makes people go, oh my gosh. <laughs> so that's when it really, really hit me, I guess. Oh, wow. So what an inspiration to be sitting there in in your house and hear it because yes. I'm imagining, you know, we all listen to music and we've all heard music from, from whomever, you know, from the day we were born and, and they're on records, they're up in streams, but, and that's professionally mm-hmm. done and we kind of accept it, whatever. But then you're at home and the piano's going, you know, it's a normal day or whatever. And, and yeah. you hear this, <laughs> this sound that jumps out at you like, Oh, that's yes rich because it was right there in front of you so I think that's fantastic so oh yeah you said you you kind of felt compelled like that was the calling so to speak and so what steps did you take after that um to start kind of like figuring it all out yeah so I was very very shy and anxious and got worried about things very easily when I was little um despite dancing and having performances twice a year being on stage whenever I got on stage to dance it was like a light switch went off like all of a sudden I was not scared I could jump out there and smile and do the whole dance and I felt like I was in a completely different world like once the music turns on and my body is connecting to each note in each you know different segment of the song through dance I was just like transported (laughs) but Speaking on stage or singing on stage is very different. So it was not a quick like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to start singing and performing. Right. Um, but one of the first times I sang on stage was slightly against my will. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I come from a big family and most of us are musical. Um, my oldest sister, who's the one who mainly inspired a lot of my music. Mm -hmm. Um, She had a little duo once upon a time with her now husband. And they had like this little private show. um, And my other sister, Skylar, who I also had a duo with a few years ago, um, she was going to perform with them. And during that show, just out of nowhere, I had no warning. Oh, here it comes. I was I sitting in the audience, <laughs> <laughs> sitting there innocently in the audience, and I hear my name. <laughs> and she's like, come on, Jenny. And I just remember looking at her like daggers, like, I'm going to have yeah. a talk with you. <laughs> so I was terrified. Um, but a few times that happened before I started feeling comfortable. It actually took me. I mean, quite a few times being on stage singing and especially singing and playing either piano or guitar Mm -hmm. to start feeling comfortable and like get over just the initial like, oh my gosh, (laughs) what am I doing? So that was like (laughs) baptism by fire because like some of us, Mm -hmm. if we're with friends or whatever and it's a, you know, karaoke's on or whatever and there's people talking and no one's paying attention <laughs> you could kind of blend that yeah way. you can blend in that way but they they put you right there in front and center and said okay you're doing this <laughs> yeah she was like come on and i was like oh no 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 but i did it that is and you so know interesting yeah it's funny <laughs> here we are we're forced to do and so it makes me think back to when your your mom was taking you to dance lessons and, and piano and guitar lessons it's like some kids will reject that kind of thing like oh my mom has me doing all this stuff I can't believe it and maybe as a little kid at some point you did feel that way but I'm betting that some point now you go back in your mind and look at that and go you know what that was like that prepared me <laughs> for that moment where they yeah me on stage and at least I had a sense of kind of know what I was doing yeah well I can say even going back you know I don't remember that performance as much in detail because I was I was so shocked. I was like, oh my gosh, get through this, please. Walk it out, yeah. <laughs> yes. But um, a couple of years after that, we got the opportunity for, Skylar and I got the opportunity to perform during a competition in Woodstock, which you, you've probably heard of um, at Mad Life. Mm-hmm. We were in the very first round of their Undiscovered yes, Artist um, competition. So the host at the time called we we actually know his wife from childhood we were like best friends with her mm-hmm. and he called and said that there's a spot open for like the next night so he called the <laughs> night before <laughs> and skylar was like oh yeah we'll take it 
And she hangs up and looks at me, and I was like, absolutely not. What are you talking about? Yes. Yeah. So it definitely was a rocky start. But through that competition, um, especially performing original music through most of the competition, Mm -hmm. it was just like the most eye opening experience. And at the end of it, you know, we got to the finale, and it was such a cool experience. And from that moment on, like, I, I, kept going yeah it, it, with go ahead <laughs> oh i was just gonna say kept going with with performing and taking the opportunities when they came yeah and i want to take it back a little bit to the connection you're talking about how mm-hmm. music um gives you sort of an escape and it's a physical um connection with your body both it be it a dance but now more maybe focused on singing what is that feeling like because a lot of people in in my position like so we watch you guys do your thing and we clap and we're appreciative and we're like i would never kind (laughs) of like you were i would never do that um and and some of us have no musical training and so that'll never happen but um it it would benefit us to know like what it took inside you besides being forced to do it like because yeah someone can drag (laughs) you up there but you had to ultimately like do it yourself they didn't like make you a puppet and make you sing. So yeah. what do you think yeah. is, it, does it take to, um, to conquer that? Um, f- we'll call it fear to conquer that stage fright to, to really like deliver mm-hmm. the talent that's within you out to the world. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say that for me and the experience I had with it. Um, okay. I guess I'll say it like this. Have you ever had, something in your life or even in different areas of life, you have something you're weaker in, you know, your strengths and your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, that weakness is just something you just are focused on. You wish you were stronger at doing and it's just aggravating. Yes, um, definitely <laughs> more than so, one. <laughs> yeah, more, exactly. So that's what my next thing you have more than one thing. So for me, with music and performing and getting over the like initial fear or anxiety of it, I realized that though I could conquer initially that anxiety and fear, which I'll explain a little bit more of, it's still in almost every other area of life, I'm still going to face a little bit of that fear or anxiety or worry. Like it's not going to be this blanket over every area of life if I just conquer it with music. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully that makes sense. But I guess how I conquered it, um, if you will, and it's still something that like I'll get a little nervous about, but mainly aside from loving music, like I have a just a connection with music ever since I was little and through dance, like I said before. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever seen the animated movie Ratatouille? Yes. It's been a while. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, the, the rat, he, Ratatouille, he starts, um, well, it's his name's not Ratatouille. I forgot his name. I anyway, <laughs> he starts taking bites of things. Like he closes his eyes and just mm. like the, all the colors and the sounds and the shapes like go crazy in his head. Yes. That is how I feel when I play music. And when I listen to music that resonates with me. Like, for example, any any cello song puts me in that state. I could close my eyes and just be like, oh, my gosh, this is the most amazing sound. Like, it just, I don't even know how to accurately explain why it resonates. It just does. It just strikes a chord. No pun intended. But anyway, um, I guess for me, it was definitely something I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. Mm-hmm. Even though it was terrifying, um, it was something I cared about and felt so much passion towards that I wanted to do it, even though, you know, in the beginning, it was terrifying. I mean, I had a lot of stage fright. I would get up there and get like extreme cotton mouth and not be able to like get a good breath. Like it, it, it was not smooth in the beginning, but it's something that, I mean just really, really means a lot to me to be able to share, especially as I started writing um, my own music over the years, Mm -hmm. being able to share that piece of my heart with the world through such a powerful outlet as music is. It's just something that we all either connect to 
by playing and singing or by enjoying it and listening because we need the people that can sit and enjoy it and listen and say, wow, that song was beautiful. That, you know, really hit me or reminded me of this time in my life. You know, it's just very powerful. But now I feel like I'm rambling. <laughs> no, 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 you're doing great. And that, that brings me that that that's kind sort of a lost piece because I'll, I'll speak to it from the fan perspective. And you're right. We sit there and we listen and we clap and it's great. But we don't know what's on in, going on in your head. And mm-hmm. I've heard time and time again that you guys as performers want, you're craving to share. I keep hearing that. And I'm like, because we look at, I'll just throw, you know, Taylor Swift and all these artists and we're like, oh, okay, they're just, they're yeah. so talented and they're, they're like displaying, right? They're just kind of showing what they're, they're doing. But I, it's so um, heartening to hear that you guys are bringing this like desire to not say, look, I can sing because that's obvious, yeah. but you're delivering a message that you want to be heard. Mm. And uh, I think yes. that's so commendable. And I'm, I'm glad you kind of thrive on that because it sounds like it, you know, when you get that feedback from people saying, oh, I really like that, it's it's genuine, like you really appreciate yes, it. Yes, definitely. I, I remember approaching music and feeling like I had to be like Taylor Swift. I had to be like Jim Croce. I had to be like whoever, you know, all the, all the artists that inspired me, mm-hmm. you know, to listen to music that I enjoyed listening to. Like I had to be like them. And... In 2019, I just said yes to every opportunity that came my way musically, as long as it was, you know, like not a crazy opportunity, like that would be, you know, not a good idea maybe, but um, just the local opportunities, collaborating opportunities, recording opportunities, just any little things. A lot of them were just little things with people that were like, hey, I have a studio. I don't, you know, I'm not going to pay you, but. I want to work on this. Like, would you be a vocalist on this thing? Or, you know, like it just varied all those types of opportunities. And I just made a list of them all and just said, yes. Um, and it was such an eye opening again, <laughs> an eye opening experience to just go in to so many different um, venues and different atmospheres of music and kind of, weed out what I wanted to focus on musically and what I didn't want to focus on musically, the people that I wanted to connect to, the ways I wanted to connect to people, you know, kind of pinpointing my vision and purpose, if you will, with music. Um, So along with experiencing those myself, going and playing places, and I also got to go see and hear a lot of live music that year. That was, it kind of hit the nail on the head for me with the fact that, oh, I do not need to be anyone else. I do not need to copy. I do not need to imitate. I can have my completely own personalized, unique sound. I can write a song about anything. I can write a song about a cookie. I can write a song (laughs) about a friendship that just broke up. I can write a song about the thing that makes me the most happy or the thing that makes me the most sad, you know? Um, so that year in particular of 2019 was a very inspiring year and kind of finding, um, a lot of who I am and who are what I want to portray through music. And I guess now like the biggest thing at the end of the day with any song, whether it be more sad or more happy, my hope is that I get to share a little bit of joy with those who hear. And um, I always make it my goal. <laughs> this is kind of a weird goal, but I always make it my uh, goal to it. try <laughs> to make one <laughs> to try to make one person cry at a show. Ooh. And so far, that person usually will come up and and say hi after and go, "Oh my gosh, that song brought tears to my eyes." And I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> that's my goal." <laughs> If I was only singing for you, that that's what it was for. That is so cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to have that individual connection uh, with the, mm-hmm. the public is amazing. So let me ask you this, because this is very much related, and I'm gonna, it's going to be twofold. So yeah. you have suggested um, really discovering who you are as an artist. Would you, like, blanketly put that out to anyone who's, like, say, your younger self, a young six and seven, eight year old, whatever, who's going to like, I like music just like you. Um, would you recommend to them? Well, Hey, don't just 
you know, or maybe a little older when they can understand it, but, mm-hmm. you know, not, don't just follow, don't just copy, but try to and experiment and do things on your own. Would you like, would that be good advice for them? Yes. Yeah. Um, I definitely had a lot of encouragement, both from friends and family, um, to pursue it and encouragement that I was progressing and, you know, getting better as it went on. Mm-hmm. Um, from the beginning of like music lessons, you know, not everybody goes through music lessons. They just are gifted and pursue that and learn on their own. Yeah. Um, and that was both, you know, a part of it, but also I'm grateful to have had my oldest sister uh, who taught piano and I am not a sight reader, even though I went through piano and guitar training, like I can read the sheet music or the guitar tab. Mm-hmm. But I cannot, for the life of me, read and play at the same time. I just have oh. always heard more by ear. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know, I'm grateful for learning through lessons because I, that did help me gain confidence. So I would say, you know, if you're someone who does want to try music, maybe it's not something you've dabbled in much or you have and you just don't feel like you, you know, are at your full potential with what you might be able to learn. I would always encourage, you know, finding a teacher, um, either a local music store that offers lessons or someone who teaches private lessons um, that can just kind of point you in a direction with whatever instrument or even vocal um, coaching, you know, just to help you kind of build up a self-confidence and even a self-awareness of what you're able and capable of. Um, But also to try, like, I used to really live by the word can't. (laughs) And what I mean by that, like, I know so many people that have that. I mean, I'm sure that you've probably had that in your life. Just like, oh, I could never do that. Oh, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Many. Yeah. (laughs) Again. Yeah. I mean, and even still, like I I run into that and I go, okay, no, we're not going to do that. (laughs) But just kind of, um, this is another thing. It's, It's hard to be like, here's the exact formula. But, I think by continuing to just do it anyway, even though everything within me wanted to throw up (laughs) um, or go hide, like just saying, you know, I can do it. Even if it's scary, I can do it. What is going to happen to me if I try? You know, I'm going to be really annoyed with myself if I don't try. Exactly. So why not just try? And then every time I tried, I felt so relieved or I would go, okay, that didn't go as great, but. I can do it again, you know? So those things are are what helped me just continuing to do it, seeking out um, some guidance, you know, in in areas that I felt like I could be learning more. I just couldn't get there on my own. And um, also I love just sitting with my instrument and allowing myself to just play it, play around with weird chords or even weird vocal, just like techniques and just, see what happens like those are always really fruitful times to just sit with an instrument whether or not I have an idea for a melody or a lyrics many many times I'll sit down randomly with my guitar or at the piano and I have no intention to write something and I end up writing something so yeah just allowing yourself to try it you know I love that the you know the fertile ground of just being organic with the the tricks of the trade or the um the gear of the trade mm-hmm. like pick up a guitar or a piano or whatever and just kind of mm-hmm. play because that's the unbridled um th- you know soul coming out literally yeah, and uh definitely yeah you're right sometimes it can I've never experienced that but I know yeah. that, I know some others have <laughs> and I'm glad to hear it's happened to you very cool definitely yeah well um I want to move forward um mm-hmm. there's lots of things to talk about um. You did the tiny house sessions for a while. Is that something that um, was like your brainchild or you thought, because I've watched many of them and, and a lot oh, of the, thank you. yeah, a lot of the performers that have come in contact with were on there. And what I loved about it was that it was just a kind of a stripped down concert. It was just a people, yes. almost like what you're saying, people just sitting down and playing music. There was nothing glitzy about it. There was not the fancy stage lights and the, getting the angles Mm-mm. on the camera and all those right spots, you know, it was just <laughs> real music. And, and, um, I, I wanted to one compliment you on kind of being a part of it and, and to, um, just kind of wondering how it got started, what it was all about and, you know, 
who knows if there's a, is there for a future for it? Yes. Yes. The tiny house sessions was my brainchild. Is that what you said? Yes. (laughs) Yes, it was. And it was something that I wanted to take the desire to collaborate. I just knew so many musicians and artists locally Mm -hmm. that I wanted to connect with more. And I thought, you know, instead of running to them randomly at shows and trying to connect and plan a day to get together, I want to put something together where I can reach out and invite them in and have an in where it's like, you know, I want to promote who you are and your music, but I also want to be able to sing with you and like create something, whether it's your music or cover that, you know, we can collaborate on with, you know, mainly wanting to do harmonies. Cause I, like I mentioned before, mm-hmm. vocal harmony, like I'm not one to stand up and be like, these are my strengths. And let me tell you about them. (laughs) Let me tell you how great I am. You can do Um, that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll say right now, vocal harmonies is where I will toot my own horn. It is something where like my brain just explodes and comes alive and I can hear every little harmony and give me three, four, five part harmony. Like I could sit there and just, listen to it and sing it and figure it out and record myself, harmonizing to myself. Like it's fascinating to me. Uh, So anyway, (laughs) thank you. That's it. Um, So the tiny house sessions just offered just a platform for local artists to come in, share their music. I wrote like a little interview portion and then um, I released it as an episode. And then a couple of days later as like an extra part of the episode where it was just one extra song um and it was really fun i i do intend to do it again however um it originally started because my sister had built a tiny house Uh and she was going to move it to property and live in it but life changed for her and we ended up selling the tiny house so in that in between time of her um looking into buying land to move on and then selling the tiny house i was like all right i'm going to use this cool space to film nice so i set up my yeah i set up a camera i didn't have any recording software in there it was just the um camera microphone like the audio from the film so and it turned out pretty good the acoustics were really good in there Mm -hmm. and i loved it it was just simple and like really not flashy <laughs> but it was so fun i loved getting to to do the episodes that i that were done so far and i hope you know now being settled um and having my own space without a bunch of people and animals running around <laughs> i want to open it back up and start you know advertising again Very seeing nice. what uh yeah what has in store for that yeah it's funny um I was just putting together the parallel between your project and this podcast because essentially, mm. aside from the singing, and please do not ask me to sing or harmonize, <laughs> but there's the interview <laughs> aspect, right? And I've invited um, people to participate in it and we talk about music and it's all about mm-hmm. performance. So um, we uh, have lived parallel projects in essence. Yes, which is awesome. I'm so grateful for projects like this because, you know, when you think about, like you're a local artist or you're not as well-known artist, there don't seem to be many opportunities or many platforms that we can share, you know, even just for fun, sharing just who we are and what our music's about. Um, so thank you. Thank oh, you for this platform. <laughs> you're quite welcome. It's it's actually just such a labor of love because I, like I said, admire what you guys do. And it's, and music has been huge for me too. I've talked about it on several mm-hmm. episodes and uh it, it runs through my, my veins in a different way. I'm a, I'm a percussion guy. So, uh, oh, awesome. I'm, I'm always about the rhythm, but, uh, yes. yeah, it, it's, it, I, I love connecting with people who, who share those interests. So yes. speaking of Ditto. music, um, mm-hmm. first of all, I didn't even realize this until I was really prepping for this conversation, but you have at last count 45 songs on SoundCloud. I think so. I actually haven't counted. <laughs> no, SoundCloud counted for me. I just looked at the set and I was like, that's an insane body of work. And so talk about SoundCloud because I haven't had many artists um, 
talk about it. They you know, they'll talk about Spotify or they'll talk about music that they haven't done yet or whatever. And on yeah. SoundCloud I've noticed is a really great, um, just easily accessed platform from, for anybody who just dials it up on yes. the internet. So what's your experience been with it? Yeah. SoundCloud has been great. Um, I was introduced to it when I first started pursuing music on my own and I really, really wanted to get in to recording and um, just kind of figuring out how to do some of that at home so I could share stuff as I was saving up for, you know, more like professional studio work. Um, and SoundCloud, like you said, it was just an easy, accessible platform to share music on. Um, I can record something on my software, get it all formatted and downloaded and then uploaded to SoundCloud so fast. Mm -hmm. And then I can share it very easily. So like if you go to my website, um, on my page where I share like some videos from YouTube, I also can just input like the whole playlist from SoundCloud and people can listen to it right from my website. So they don't have to go and open another tab or anything. Uh Um, so I've really enjoyed that. Um, it's also a free platform. You can get upgrades, but I've just enjoyed being able to use it in that way to share like the kind of, I say more demos is what I put on there. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I'm not a studio, like a producer or recording, like I, I'm not a genius in that realm, but I <laughs> want to know more, but I just kind of skimmed the surface. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, but it's been just fun to have that to share where I don't feel like, I don't know. I, I have not experienced or I don't have a lot of experience with using um, Spotify or many other platforms outside of when my sister and I released an EP together. Mm-hmm. Um, we did, you know, get it put out on Spotify and iTunes and like Apple Music and Amazon. But um, there's a little more detail that goes into that. And yes. for just being able to release some like simple things I'm doing, SoundCloud's been a great, easy way to do that. Yeah, and it sounds like it's a another thing that you could definitely could recommend for rising artists and and people who just yes, want to share. Yeah, definitely. I, I love the fact that it it's easy for you because as an as an artist and my, my wife is very similar this way. She's a creator, like she can just mm. bang out all sorts of ideas, and then to have oh, an awesome. avenue, yeah, to have a place for those to go and 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 get disseminated would is the key, right? And if you're getting exactly, she has to do this, this, and this, and this, it, it kind of gets stuck. And so I I can appreciate how SoundCloud is like, it makes it seamless for you. Just, you do what you do and it's there. Yes. To have that is really, it's very encouraging. And even to piggyback on that, like for someone listening who might be like, okay, I want to try this music thing, but I don't want to buy all of the you know, copyright, all the contracts, whatever details go into just setting up your personal name and original songs to sell, so to speak. Um, This is a great way to kind of dip your toes in. And it's something that I just kind of stuck with over the years. You know, when I did work on something that I wanted to share, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to upload it on there. People can come across it. I can share it. You know, it's just been fun and it's super non-intimidating (laughs) user-friendly so yeah definitely try it out that's cool yeah it speaks a lot to um and i'm going a little astray here but it speaks a lot to i think your character because you have chosen that one for the usability of the user like someone doesn't have to have a, a brand name account they don't have to be paying their monthly fee they can just go and it's like you said it's free and it's accessible and two yeah it's it's your way to get those things in front of people in, in a quick way. Like, like you said, you like to Mm -hmm. play around and do some impromptu stuff and do some demos. And and some people aren't vulnerable enough to do that. They've got to feel like, Oh, it has to be polished. It has to be mastered Mm -hmm. and whatever. And I love that, you know, you're willing to just take some organic stuff and when you're ready for it, you know, and you you recorded it, boom, it's there like within a minute. And uh, that's, that's super. Yeah. it's very fun. Yeah, I, I have enjoyed it. And it's and that's a part of like the growth too. I am very perfectionistic minded about things. And in the beginning of music, like I would lock myself in a room with a piano for hours and try to get something perfectly down with my vocal and, you know, the piano part. But I'm thankful that 
through experience of, you know, you're going to perform and sometimes the performance does not go very smoothly. You're going to do this and you're going to maybe feel like you're going to throw up, but you know, you're going to push through like all, whatever experience that could be maybe seen as more negative. Um, it's helped me soften that perfectionistic side, which has been a huge thing, I think for just me in general <laughs> as a person. Yeah, no, that's super. It's character building because you learn how to, I mean, you know, consider yourself as a, someone who makes mistakes and we know no one wants to say, Oh, I'm, I make mistakes and I can do, it's just, I, you know, I, I did this yeah. a different way and we'll see, oh, how, yeah. we'll see how it lands. And uh, I think, yeah. And that mistakes, like you don't need to be afraid to make a mistake because you're human. Mm-hmm. We're going to stumble and we're going to make mistakes and fail, you know? Yeah. And it's, that's not a bad thing. It's just the word for something that doesn't go right. I guess, you know, to put it a little more lightly, unless yeah. it's a, you know, very detrimental failure or mistake. <laughs> um, you know, it's just a part of growing and, and of learning and of getting quote unquote perfect or better at something. You're going to have to accept that a failure is going to pop up and a mistake is going to happen. Yeah. I know there have been studies. I, I'll probably misquote the, um, the athlete, but I think it was Michael Jordan who's been said that, you know, I made, I missed more shots than I made. And, but he's mm. recognized and remembered for the, you know, the championships and whatnot, but it's, it's the stuff where, okay, I'm, I'm too, I got to figure this out. Wait, I'm going to be a little bit to the left or whatever, you know, it's mm-hmm. the, the retooling and figuring it out. And I like that you're vulnerable that you can do that and that we get the benefit of like If you had been in your perfect, perfectionist self all this time and put out just a little bit of music, that would be mm-hmm. less, less music for us to hear. But now we have yeah, more music. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of music, um, I heard you were accepted to Georgia has talent. And I believe that this episode will air prior to that performance. Um, talk about that. Has that been a, a fun thing for you to kind of gear up for and, and embrace around? Yes, I have been very excited. It is something I have seen over the years. I have known people that have been involved with it, either performing or like MC. Um, and I was just thought like, okay, well, that sounds really cool. You know, maybe I'll look into it. And this year, I actually submitted my audition the night before the auditions ended you slacker (laughs) i know i was like oh maybe i'll do it and then i i just remember i looked at the clock and i was like oh my gosh i have like just a few hours (laughs) to do it so i might as well try but i'm very glad that i did and i'm so excited to have been um accepted but yeah it's been fun to prepare for um mentally it has been humbling to think about what it is about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great cause for supporting um, the research for cancer. And, you know, that's something that I know speaks to a lot of people um, very personally. And I've had very lo- uh, close loved ones and friends who have suffered and either lost the battle or, you know, are still on the track to trying to beat the battle of cancer. Um yeah, and it's just, it's a heavy topic and a heavy thing to go through. And I'm really grateful to be a little tiny part in trying to, you know, give people hope. So I hope <laughs> that <laughs> the competition as a whole, you know, as we're all gathering together, just sharing um, our hearts and what we're passionate about, will just bring some joy and comfort and hope and that those funds will go, you know, to really make up an impact. Yeah, that is super sweet, and and I think that's kind of what the show is um, looking for are those people who who come not for the platform of just I want to be on mm-hmm. stage and and sing is just I want to I want to share what I've been given uh, you know God given yeah. talent to yeah. work for something like to have a, a goal and uh, so yeah exactly it's very impactful yeah. I mean it is it's great to be able to come together with the other artists, the volunteers, those who have, you know, made it what it is. It's great to get that opportunity to network and the exposure and the, even just being judged. Like that's a whole different (laughs) experience, you know, like you don't go play at a coffee shop and someone's saying they're like, well, 
<laughs> here's my feedback, you know? Yeah. So it's for, yeah. for anybody, it's just, it offers a lot of different um, experiences and plus it is going towards a great cause. And I'm, I like to support things like that. It makes me happy. That is so sweet. And so let's go, let's back up just a little bit to the judging mm-hmm. part because you're right. Yeah. You know, you go to a coffee shop and you play there, there's no judgment in essence. I mean, who knows what the people are thinking at the time, but like there's <laughs> no one directly talking to you typically. And Right. You're so, not performing to then get feedback or something. But now you, as your renovated, non-shy performer self, <laughs> <laughs> um, how, what would you tell other people who, who maybe would not audition for a show like that because they're like, oh, I don't want to stand in front of someone and have somebody say something about my work. Is it, I mean, it's a sort of a, a life skill to conquer to, to mm-hmm. if you truly feel called to share your gift and you love doing it, like you said, you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're the ratatouille rat and, and music yeah. is your food. <laughs> um, do you, what would you tell the, the kids who are like, I'm so nervous. How would you recommend they get, try to get over that in order to like accomplish obstacles like that kind of show. Mm. Oh, <laughs> a few things pop into mind, okay. but the biggest, the biggest thing I would say is that if you are thinking of doing something or trying something and you think about it more than you think about how nervous or scared that it or scary it might be, do it. Got you. Try it anyway. Like no matter, like I know for me with singing in the beginning, when I was very nervous to open my mouth and have words come out of it in front of a microphone uh-huh. and people, um, I know I would have beat myself up if I didn't try it because I thought about it all the time. I just knew like I have to share this in this way. I want to connect to people in this way like I can't stop thinking about it and if I just kept turning down opportunities I know I would not stop thinking about oh I'm so disappointed why did I turn it down I should have done it this time you know maybe there's another time but why didn't I do it this time um so I would just say if if it's something that really is like on your mind you keep thinking about like oh that that would be really cool to try do it because you can always always at least try something and if you don't try you'll never know if it's something you want to try again or something you're you completely you know want to stay away from (laughs) yeah so i like what you're saying so basically listen to your heart and if your heart is telling you in your mind too because you're thinking about it if you're like being consumed by the thoughts of doing this and there's just there's the nagging of what might happen but that's just a little bit that's trying to enter just Go with what you want to, you know, just do it. As you yes, said. exactly. My husband is not one to harp on what if. He's like, listen, the what ifs aren't here. This is what's in front of us. If you really want to do it, just do it. Don't think about what if this happens? What if this just doesn't happen? Like you never know until you try it and you are just going to be miserable until you either try it or completely, you know, get get it out of your mind to even try it, which if you really want to do something, it's not, not probably going to leave your mind. At least that's not how it works for me. Yeah, <laughs> if no. I really, really want to try something, it, it sticks. I think that's pretty common. Yeah. That's great advice. Yeah. Very cool. Well, um, I always like to ask about gear. Do you have any like particular like guitars that you like or keyboards or microphones? Are you, uh, do you, get drawn towards certain like you're in the store and you're like I think I gotta get a Yamaha I gotta get this or is it just you kind of pick and choose whatever's around uh, <laughs> secondhand stuff do you do you have Ooh, preferences? Yeah. yes I don't own all of my preferences <laughs> <laughs> at the moment but um goals. Yeah. yeah goals um no in a perfect world I would love to one day own a McPherson acoustic guitar. Um, They are an amazing brand and I'm actually going to look it up because now I'm blanking on where they even originated. But um, one of my favorite songwriters, singer songwriters plays them. Uh, His name is Keith Harkin and he is from Ireland. Um, He used to be a part of the group Celtic Thunder. Like, have you heard of Celtic women? Yes. 
Okay. Um, well, Celtic Women was started, and then they did a all-guys version, which was called Celtic Thunder. Okay. So Keith Harkin was a part of that. But anyway, when he went off on his own, um, oh, all of his music is a huge inspiration to me. And he plays McPherson. Um, right now, I do have a Giannini, which is not a big fancy brand. It's definitely like more more of a starter, if you will, guitar. Um, but it's something I got kind of through a trade. Um, so while I'm waiting to just try other other makes and other kinds of guitars, um, I do play acoustic primarily, so I am looking for an acoustic guitar. Um, I think one of my favorite pieces of equipment for playing solo gigs has been my mini Fishman amp. Um, it has amazing sound that travels very, very long distances and, um, it's just like a full warm sound and it has one, um, input for guitar or instrument and one input for microphone. So it's perfect for solo, uh, performances and it's very portable. Like I can carry it. I'm not a big, you know. I'm very short. I'm five one, and I don't have big, strong muscles. So <laughs> carrying around a guitar and a huge amp setup is not ideal. So I can have my fishman in one hand and my guitar on my back and set up anywhere. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I know it's um, roadies are kind of hard to come by these days. <laughs> yes, I have some sisters that always like coming along, but they're not always available. Yeah, they're living their lives. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do love that amp. Well, who knows? Maybe we can get you into one of those guitars one of these days. Have you played one, or have you only just heard it played from? I have played. I have played. <laughs> what was that experience so, like? Well, it was a very cool experience because um, I actually played Keith Harkins McPherson. What? Okay. You have to tell yeah. story. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So a few years ago, I'm trying to think of it if it was 2017 or 2018. Um, he was having a Christmas tour, and he reached out through like a mailing list and said that he was trying to do a Christmas house tour, house show tour, Ooh. and he needed houses available and you know however many areas. So I saw that email and responded faster than I've done anything else probably in my <laughs> life. And uh, we ended up getting selected for the Georgia house show. Whoa, nice. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, but on top of that, this is another moment where everything in me was saying, this is your chance to do this. And I didn't hold back. So listen to that little voice mm -hmm. and the pulling of your heartstrings. Um, I reached out after they confirmed us and said, uh, would it be possible for my sister and I to open for you at the house show? Wow. And yeah, <laughs> I did that. And then I had a panic attack, but, <laughs> but they said, yes. Um, so we set up and opened for him. And when he got to the house originally to set his stuff up, um, we went over just kind of the flow of everything. And he said, you know what? since we'll have all of our stuff set up, just play my guitar. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? Um, so, you know, Jenny cried for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we went up there and played three original songs and we got to play Mick, uh, Keith Harkins' McPherson guitar. And it is, I will say, not just because it was his guitar, um, yeah, that's but playing part. it, <laughs> yeah, it was a huge part. <laughs> Um, but it, the best way I can describe, like, I do a lot of finger style guitar, so I'm, I don't strum tons. Mm -hmm. uh, I do strum, but it's just not my favorite. But um, it just felt like I was picking or strumming like butter. Like, it was just so smooth and such a warm sound. And it was the strings just, my fingers just glided across the strings and I could have sat there all day. Just played wow. it. What an endorsement. That sounds great. Is there video yeah. footage from that <laughs> evening or pictures or anything? There is actually on YouTube. Um, so I keep mentioning my sister, one of my sisters named Skylar. Mm -hmm. She and I, for a couple years, had a duo called Jenny and Sky. Okay. 
Um, so if you look that up on YouTube or Spotify, you will find our music that we did together. But we did put up the videos, I believe, from the Keith Harkin show um, on YouTube under Jenny and Sky. But you got to do Jenny and then the little at sign, not a and d or and signed, not spelling it out. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Wow, what an experience. Yes, it, it was so one of my favorite music experiences. Okay, so we've talked Georgia Has Talent, which is in March. What about, uh, what other yeah. things down the road for you? Um, what are you looking forward to doing? I think you said like, so 2019 was a, you know, developmental year and you got, you said mm-hmm. yes to a lot of things. And then we had, mm-hmm. of course, instantly right after that shutdown. Um, yeah. <laughs> learn how to adapt and, and do things from our houses and whatnot. So now we're back. And uh, so yes. what are you looking forward to kind of doing with your music as it, as it grows on? Yeah, the future of music for me, I'm very excited about. I am currently very amped up to uh, just pursue music this year. After taking a break last year, I actually took almost a full year off um, due to my workload at my previous job. Plus, I got married last year. So with all the... Thank you. With all of that together, I just did not have the ability to focus on music like I wanted. And I didn't want to do it while I was exhausted and have it be Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, more of a negative like connotation on doing it than actually enjoying it. (laughs) But um, with that year off last year, I have had a lot of ideas for writing. So my hope for 2023 is along with performing um, and doing some collaborations that I I have a few in the works right now. Um, I want to really pursue getting in the studio to record. I don't have a vision for like an album necessarily, but I have a lot of singular songs that I might lump together or I might just get them recorded and release them one at a time. Mm. Um, but I'm also, I've been working on a children's album really? and yes. And, um, I'm really hoping to get that album more under way. So yeah. I've had the ideas, some demos made and just trying to finalize which songs I want to do and then contact, you know, schedule the sessions. <laughs> yeah. And then you, instead of doing, well, I guess you could do a house tour too, but or instead you could do a school tour. Yeah. yeah. I love children's music. I have a lot of nieces and nephews and just like kids in my life that are precious to me. And kids music is these days can be very loud mm. and hard for me to listen to. <laughs> just like very in your face. Yeah. So it's been on my heart to do something that's just very peaceful um, something that's thought provoking that, you know, is very interactive, but not too crazy and like silly, you know, yeah, maybe yeah. a silly topic, but not like the, the loud sounds, I guess that's too stimulating. Um, so I'm very, very excited to get that yeah. officially going. What a cool project. I can totally appreciate that because uh, I love children too. And uh, it's just uh, to see them light up and you get like, and from your nieces and yeah. nephews, I'm sure that's a great demographic for you to try out this yeah. stuff. Like, you know, what do you think? And you could do it and do it and see if it, um, other kids would appreciate it, but they'll, they'll tell you. Yes. <laughs> they'll tell you well, exactly they, what they Oh do. my gosh, exactly. They will. And then I, I don't know, some of my, my favorite feedback, I'm not even kidding, has been from kids. Mm-hmm. When I have shows, um, I try to be very just everyone friendly so that it's not awkward if people have kids or whatever at, at a show. Yeah. Um, and so many times I've had these little kids that come up and they'll dance like right in front of where I'm performing or mm-hmm. they'll ask if I know a certain song. And it's just really special to me. I, I connect with kids like that and um, I'm very involved with like the kids ministry at church and just, I've always babysat, you know, throughout my life and being the sixth child of 12 kids, I have six younger siblings and I have 12 nieces and nephews right now. So I love kids and they're never going away. So I guess it's good that I love them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm glad you're embracing that because it's going to be yeah. a, a treasure 
um, no matter yeah. what it is for all of us. Very much. That's a fantastic thing. Well, we've come to the end, and I want to um, have you kind of explain your go-to places for connecting with people because um, I know after this conversation, you're going to have a lot of people reaching out with questions. <laughs> oh, how did you do Aww. this? How did you do that? And um, Yeah, I hope them. so. Yeah, me too. Um, so do you, are you like, you more of a, I know we're SoundCloud, definitely. They can definitely find your music there. But um, do you yes. have a, a, a go-to platform that is, uh, you know, you're regularly visiting on and not, not being consumed by, because we don't want to be consumed by social media. But, yes. you know, somewhere for someone to, to find you and, and, and follow you, I guess. I do, yeah. I am not a huge social media person. However, um, I did get back on at the end, or I don't even know when. Last year at some point, I got back on social media. <laughs> I took a couple of years off. But um, I use Instagram the most. Mm-hmm. It's just the easiest to use, to share something. Again, kind of quickly. Um, and I say that not to be like, oh, this is too much time. I just want to do it quick. But when there are lots of things going on and I feel like I can make a quality thing in a little bit shorter amount of time, mm-hmm. I definitely, definitely tend to do that more. <laughs> but anyway, um, my Instagram is under Jennifer Barger Music. And I, if you want to reach out or just listen, um, I do post music on there. And then I do have Facebook under the same name. Um, I just don't check it as much. And then I release videos on YouTube, again, under Jennifer Barker Music. And then my SoundCloud um, would be the best place to go if you want to. You can download or save the songs and listen to them on any device. Very cool. And you have a website. I do have a website. Yes, it is www.jenniferbarker.com. And that is where I mainly post shows so any uh tour dates if you will i will put an update there very cool well that is a wonderful overview and it has been a super pleasure to meet you and talk with you yes you too absolutely and um please keep in touch and if uh some changes come down the road i'd love to have you back and we'll we'll catch up sound good yes it sounds great thank you so much for the time and it was a pleasure to be talking to you you as well. All right. Well, have a super evening. Talk to you soon. Bye, you too. Bye. Bye. Don't you cry. Wipe the tears from your eyes. Just cause you're going Sister too